0: hello and welcome to another edition of the qpr podcast take two because i didn't press the record button after about 15 minutes i realized i'm going to try again and i can only apologize to my wonderful guest Period, I've wasted 15 minutes of their life. They're not going to get back. Anyway, <laughs> with it is is Matthew Jones, who I met the Crown Scepter and said, come on the podcast. And he did, which I can only thank him for. Thank you. And welcome, Matthew. Part two.
1: Thank you, Paul, for the invite. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm an avid listener of the podcast. So, so it's a pleasure and an honour to be on. So thank you for the invite.
0: Oh, don't worry about it. I'm going to keep you off. And that's all you're going to be. And George Sexton, after his wonderful debut last week,
2: and he's... I don't think you're in isolation anymore, are you? You, you? you can come out and play. I'm finally free, yeah. Um, you know, rubbing it in my face with another little cheeky away day from yourself, Paul. Um, I cannot wait to get back in that stadium against Barnsley. I'm finally free out of isolation and very happy to be back here. And thanks for the lovely, kind words. You're too kind, you know, you're too kind to me. Well, I, I'm feeling that way because I said, you know,
0: sometimes when you book accommodation and it's £30, can you think, ah, what could it possibly be? A flea pit was the answer. So I, I I came back very early this morning on the first trip I could get out of Millsborough and came back and joined myself. Now, we're also joined by a player who got battered last night and stood tall and did a wonderful thing by giving his shirt to QPR kids and pulling all the other players over to get handed with their shirts. Johan Barbe, welcome to the QPR podcast. And um, it's the first time I've had you on and hopefully not the last. How are you feeling today, big man? <laughs>
3: Thank you, guys. Thanks for the for the welcome. Uh, I feel a bit tired, to be fair. Uh, I'm not going to lie. It's been a, a tough, tough game yesterday, but a really good win, so that helps to to recover as well.
0: And did you see us winning the game after this sending off? Because I, I thought that could have gone really wrong for us, especially against the Warnock side. Yeah, it could
3: have been tough, but now realizing after the game, maybe it was the best thing to happen for us uh because uh well obviously no, I don't want Moses to be sent off but <laughs> I, by being one man down they had to they had to dictate the game and basically play their football to try and beat us and uh, I don't think they're the best team to do to do it and um so that's why they didn't really create a lot of clear chances they had some uh yeah, some opportunities, but uh seni had just one or two two saves to make, no more. And uh, I think we've been really good second half by taking care of the ball and keep playing football instead of just kicking long and then give the ball back and then defend. And uh, yeah, I thought we were outstanding compared to the compared to the first half where we were really sloppy.
0: I think that was his first. To be fair, you know, I think it was the first twenty minutes we were kind of we weren't really at it. Um, and I see I seen that like a boxing match. We were kind of like. Trying to work there, but never trying to work outside. But once we got going, we were flying. I mean, that that run by Lee Wallace at his age—he's going to do himself a mischief one day. He's going to injure himself. And that cross, <laughs> you know, it's just there's so much. I don't know. If you you guys can come in here if you've seen the game last night, but don't you think this is such a different side that we've had for such a long time? we just fight and fight and fight?
1: Yeah, I was now- like, well, oh, oh, sorry, George. Well, the one thing that I really think is this: the team spirit around the place at the moment. And actually, listening to um, Warburton's, uh, Mark Warburton's interview after the game last night, it's all about character. And I can really see the character in the team. Because um, I, I, I didn't go to the game last night, but I had the joy of watching Jamie Mackey on uh, Sky Sports giving us the load down, <laughs> which is fantastic, by the way. Um, but I, I didn't really have any really too many fears, when, especially when it came to like 10 minutes added time. I was still quite confident um, that Johan and the boys were going to see it through. So, definitely the team spill it and the resilience in that team is fantastic. We'll, as a, as, a, uh, as a, obviously we are QPR fans, that's what we want. We want to see character. We want to see resilience. Um, so, big up Johan, Barbie and the boys.
2: Thank you. George? Yeah, I mean, that was one of the things I was going to pick up on. As soon as the game is over, you see all these like, stats coming out. Um, on Twitter and you know I was just trying to look at as much QPR content as I could get because I was riding high Um, but since the start of 2019 no side has won um, as many points from losing positions as QPR no championship side now that's something I've never accredited to previous QPR teams before you turned up Joanne I'll be honest we've always (laughs) crumbled Um, what's different about working under Mark Warburton and what's different about this side because there is something I wasn't worried that's 10 men and I wasn't worried
3: yeah well uh, for me uh, arriving from Brentford and coming to QPR with uh, Mark Wobodon didn't really change anything for me because we at Brentford we were a team just playing football trying to dominate the game and uh, that's also why I came to QPR because I know it was the style of play uh, of the Gaffer, so it um, didn't really change anything for me I know it, it did a lot for QPR fans because you don't really used to have uh, a team which just get the ball and dominate the teams and play nice football uh, so I'm glad you, you kind of have that now and um, yeah at the moment it, look, it looks really good because we really really good with and without the ball uh, yeah. you can see we are strong we've got some Big players was like Jordi, Rob, Seni at the back, Lindon up front. Like we have some really strong players, so we've got a big unity. And it's all about the squad. It's not it's not just the starting eleven. You mentioned the character of the boys yesterday, and uh, the subs the subs who came on have been magnificent. Uh, Ozzy did a great job, which uh, has been really important up front. Uh, Jimmy had one or two great blocks to to kept us there in the game and uh, you don't see it but even the boys who didn't even come on were just cheering up the boys for 90 minutes buzzing when we were scoring and th- that's what we need it's all about the team it's, just, it's not just 11 or 14 players it's everyone at the moment everyone is in the mix and and more we can be like that and f- further we can go you know I
0: find strange about last day as well apart from the referee I don't comment because we don't want to get anyone in trouble it's no fine but it, it's, it's it's so difficult when he books players so early and doesn't book their players because it puts us in the back foot. I felt um, obviously you're not going to come with that because we don't want you find. We've got enough problems coming up with the FA. We'll just leave it like that. But I did think he was going to send someone off John. you, you kind of got that impression, didn't you? I mean, that it was it was a heavy game. They were quite physical. We were we were countering it, but. And if I say attitude, I just haven't seen it in a long time. And I've got an apology to make. And I'm, I'm not going to be one of these two fierce gum shades, not be honest. There was times in the last couple of seasons I've been frustrated. I, want, you know, I've, I've, I haven't gotten the players' backs. I haven't burned. I never do that. But I was frustrated. But I think we all owe it to this team now to stick with him, stay with them and support them. Even if we have a few dodgy moments, you are. And we're going to stay with you with this because... What you're doing now is what we've wanted for a long time, and that is just leaving yourself on that pitch and your soul and coming off absolutely knackered. And last night, you know, I think if we had the one, you'd just collapsed that pitch. It was so good to see what the boys were doing. And, and you know, let's not talk about Senny, Rob Dickey, yourself, and Little Willock just for a while until the transfer window shuts because how good were they last night? Oh, uh, they,
3: were, they were standing... Uh... I'm not surprised. Uh, I guess you're not. Um Senia had a fantastic season last uh last year already and uh he's carry on the same way. Um Chrissy and Ely have been the, the two really um main players in the in the midfield to create the game and uh and yeah, yesterday Healy had to come off because we had one 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 man down, didn't say anything, took it for the team. Chrissy Willock done the job. Uh, he's just getting better and better and better and better every game. Uh, and yeah, Rob Dickey, just I think I don't know if he's defender or striker. He's just playing at the moment. And uh, no, I'm glad with him. He's he, he's he's a really humble guy, hard worker, uh, and he deserves what he gets at the moment. Um, I'm with you. Hopefully, hopefully we can keep everyone before the transfer window. Uh, yeah. Especially if we want to try and do something this season, I think the main thing is to keep the e ev everyone now we all know each other for one, two, some of us three years now, so everyone knows how he wants to play every everyone knows everything, so there's nothing better when you have a relationship for one or two years with everyone. It just help on on and off the pitch, so hopefully we can keep everyone and we see twelve more days, hopefully tomorrow will be twelve days. And, and that's it.
2: Yeah, I mean, we were talking, it was, you were talking about star players and I'll be honest, you know, I've been tweeting about it. I think this team is so well balanced. I think you've got everything. I've got you, you've got the right talent in the right areas and everyone's getting on. But particularly the back three of you, Geordie, and Rob, you've kind of got everything, right? Every time Rob steps out into midfield, you think it's going top corner. Um, Geordie, I love him. He's one of the most terrifying looking people I've ever seen. Like as a centre half, that's what you want, right? You 100%. know, when you're when you're in training, is, is he someone you're trying to stay away from? it is him, 100 percent I wish I
3: I'm not as scary as Geordie, but I'm a different style of centre back, and that's why the, the balance is
1: good. We have one Geordie. We don't need two people like Geordie, you're fine, no, but yeah. Oh
0: yeah, <laughs> I'll t- tell you what was happening last night though. I noticed Joanne, there was a wee bit of a competition between you, Jordi, and Rob to see who could carry the ball further up the pitch. The wee runs that you are all doing, and Jordi did this amazing run in the second half, didn't he? Where he absolutely whipped for it, like, yeah, he did. To be fair, that's what we've been
3: working on uh before the game because we knew they were going to mark either me or, or Rob, so we knew all. Oh, basically all games start from us three at the back and one of us would be free. And we just said, whoever's free, just carry the ball, drive, drive, because they're just smart 1v1. So Mm. if you beat someone, then you should find a spare spare man. That's what they aim, driving through the middle and then find a a gap into the midfielder to just bounce, set and then go forward. And first half, we've done it, but not, not well enough. I think second half... We 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 were
0: outstanding. Ah, just unbelievable. And what's it like having? I know it's an obvious question. Having you know Hull and Middlesbrough. I mean, thank you, Football League. That's really done that us a lot of favors, traveling wise. I mean, Jesus Christ. What was what's next for us across the channel for flip sake? But um, how good is it having the away fans back? I mean, it must be. It just must be amazing for you guys to hear the support you've been getting. Oh, it's it's
3: just so good. But even not just the fans not just all fans away, even the full stadium, because I'm telling you, there's nothing better when you score to just silence the stadium and just hear mm-hmm. a few of your fans singing. You just want to run into the into the stand and, and hug everyone. It's just, it's the best feeling ever. So especially you one nil down and the crowd, like it was a lot of people uh, last night at the stadium. So when they score, you... I almost missed that atmosphere. Not consider a goal, obviously. That's not what you want. But as soon as they score, you're like, wow, there's a lot of people tonight. And if we could shut down everyone, that would be unbelievable. And we've done it three times. So the oh, the feeling was just so good.
0: I quite enjoyed that, actually. You're right. Because they, they, they were quite vocal, <laughs> weren't they? And, um, you know, and I felt, you know, listen, I felt sorry for Joe. Joe's a lovely fella. And... Um, you know, it, it's it's hard because you guys are probably still friends with him. But, um, you know, he got a good reception from the Rangers fan. Probably could have done better for our second goal, but that's not our problem, that's with problem. But, you know, it was nice to see him get a good reception, to be fair. And obviously, you know, Grant, Grant Hall got a decent enough reception as well. But I just think with this team, I know we keep saying it about the, the camaraderie, but one of those as well is it. you talk a lot more are you finding that you and this this team talks a lot? There's been a lot of QPR sides that have looked quiet to me, but this like you're always and Charlie when he comes on, he's just in everyone's ear all the time. Yeah, no, no, we have a lot of uh,
3: leaders in the group, and you can see uh, Charlie had, had been a big impact since since January he came into the changing room. and just just changed everything in the atmosphere. Just everyone's listening to him. He's done he's done everything at QPR already, and he's, mm. he's and Stefan Stefan is, is, is the captain, played in the Prem, Captain Norway. Uh he played some big, big game in his career. So you respect these kind of players and more they talk, more you listen and more you get confident to talk as well. And now it's not just like us the back three plus Charlie and, and Steph. It's everyone's leading. Uh Lee Wallace, his vice captain, is he's the best at talking he always talked right at the right time he, he had the long chat at half time he just no he knows football i think no one knows football more than him he's just it's just so good and so interesting and you i learned a lot from him and i love how i love having him on on on, on the left it's just it's just so easy he's never mourning always encouraging and and that's what we want that's what i'm trying to do I know, you know, sometimes you miss a pass and you see two, three players putting their arm up and you're like, oh, Jesus, boys, I don't need that. I know I, know I made <laughs> a, a bad pass. Just, it's okay. Next time we go again, just more you encourage and more you feel confident to try things. And I think that's the this team do.
1: I've got a question that I'd like to ask Johan actually, because I'm someone who can play a game of five a side but eight still like a week after. I think that, <laughs> uh, that you were the only person in the Championship to play every minute of every game last season. And I'm right in saying that, apart, I know you went off in the late Laurier game, but that's a cup game. But you, what, what is your secret? H- how can you play a, a a full-on, get beaten about by a Middlesbrough team on a Wednesday and then get ready for the Barnsley game at a 12.30 kick-off on a Saturday? How do you do it? Well,
3: uh, that that was the main thing last year. I just tried to take care of my body as much as I can. Uh, being on the lockdown was... I know it was difficult for everyone, me the first, but it wasn't... He it, it had some good good sides for me, like no restaurants, nothing open, so you're not tempted to go Saturday night. Oh, let's go for a dinner or something. I know it's good. I do it sometime, and it's really good for the mind. It's, we need that sometimes, but... Uh, I've been really, really professional outside, uh, outside the pitch last year. Uh, I've done a lot of job with the physios and the doctors, and and I, I think that's why I um, I stayed fit. Or I'm just carrying the the same thing I was doing last year, and uh, yeah, I played the last, the first three games, and hopefully I can play the the last forty three again. That would be amazing. But I'm just taking game, game per game. I'm not thinking about just my record and just want to help the team and be, be the best I can be. And and then we see how it goes. But, yeah, no, like I said, you see, today I had three, almost four hours nap. Uh, mm. today I'm going to go to bed uh, tomorrow night as well because we had a kickoff early. And, uh, yeah, some work with the physio tomorrow and hopefully I should be fine on, on Saturday.
1: Very impressive. <laughs>
0: I, I my record was terrible. I used to fall over and hurt myself after about thirty seconds. So the fact that you did that last season with Tuesday, Saturday, you know, it was bloody impressive for me to be absolutely honest with you. So hats off to that one. As um, we can't take Barnsley lightly either. They're gonna. This we're gonna be in for another hard game Saturday on with the, the sky cameras down and everything else. But um, I, I don't. I get the feeling you guys don't fear anyone uh
3: yes well that's why that's how we have to we have to be when you start to fear someone then you don't really play you you your best football. we just have to go out full of confidence. we know what we can do. We had a good start, so we respect everyone, but it doesn't mean we fear anyone and uh yeah just we just confident on our team uh we know we won't win the the next forty three games for sure, and uh we we'll probably lose some games this season <coughs> but it's just about the belief of the team and how good we are and how good we can be. And
0: if we're all on it, we can achieve some really good things this season. Well, no yeah. pressure. Big beating Fulham, be nice. Get Chelsea in the FA Cup, knock them out. Uh, get to the semi-finals of the League Cup. Avoid <laughs> Wembley because the matter of games you play, you you could probably do without the playoff final. Just go straight out, mate. <laughs> just yeah, just no, that's uh, oh, we go up, or we don't, but I don't want to finish
3: third, fourth, fifth, or sixth. We lose two weeks' holidays, you know.
2: Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you don't want to do that. You listen. If there's one thing you deserve, mate, it's a holiday at the end of this year <laughs> after um, playing 55 um, games. <laughs> <laughs> nah, no, I'm joking. I think yeah, we
3: would love to get promoted, finish uh first or second, but I don't think there's any better feeling to go and play your final and, and and get promoted. I think that's that's the the best feeling you can happen, but we see we really far away from that. Uh are seven out of nine points, which is a great start. But now it's done and it's just game per game. Now we go for three points on Barsley and once Barsley done, we try to go through the cup and and that's how we see things.
0: Mm. Before you go, Johan, I was just gonna say, like it's 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 entirely up to you, but um internationally, how do you feel about playing for Northern Ireland? Northern Island. Uh, I don't think I have any Northern Island in me. So mate, I can I, listen. Listen, Ian Barclough, ex-QPR. I can send the letter in. Don't worry, they won't question it. It worked for Tony Cascarino. We'll be grand. Yeah, perfect. I think it's a bit too
3: cold eh? there up there, though. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to yeah. say. You know, I'm yeah. pre-
2: <laughs> um, it always comes we- down to the flipping weather and the cooking, doesn't it? I tell you. Yeah. Your man's yeah. French, right? We've already sent him to Middlesbrough <laughs> on a Wednesday. We don't want to send him to Northern Ireland for <laughs> like four that, weeks of the year. That was you know? really far away for me. That was the
3: limit. I've done a hole after Middlesbrough Now I'm not going further up. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: it, I mean, that is, I mean, that is, that is just absolutely ridiculous for the Football <laughs> League, isn't it? I mean, to get them two games in the same week is just a fair
3: play to everyone. I think that was good. We were all happy because it's the start of the season. It's still warm we have two big away game and now it's done for the season Mm. we don't need to go back up north where we we have still a few games but uh the beat the pitches won't be the same in december january so we know for us more the pitches are good and better we have
2: chance to to beat the team so i think it was it was good to play them now that's a good way of thinking about it really um I mean, so it's my first game back in the stadium for, what, nearly two years because I've, I, unluckily, I, I caught COVID at a terrible time and I missed the return of, of uh, the first game. But and, and I, I bought my two season tickets this year. I've got mine and a spare one, so I'm taking a mate. Now, I'll be honest, Johan, I've been bragging um, the last year. I'm lucky to, through work, I've met Charlie Austin a bit and we've hung out and we've sent each other a few texts. Now I'm very lucky to meet you. I'm going to be in the R block. For the first game, you know, obviously when the game finishes and we, when yeah when the game finishes and we won four 0 and it's nice and comfortable, um, when you're doing the lap of honour, if yeah. I give you a little wink or like a little, you know, I'll be shouting your name. Can you give, blow me a little kiss or something kind of, you know, <laughs> yeah. romantic? No problem. No, I give <laughs> you a heart. I give you a heart. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you because I've been I've been bigging it up. I'll be honest, no, I've been no problem. Yeah, thank I, I, you very I've got to be
0: I've got to be honest with you, George. That was a
2: bit weird. <laughs> yeah yeah sorry sorry
0: I mean, i've mean, i heard right. of some things like shirts a wave but are the yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's different it's, why not i mean you know i mean, by the way you when when the lads score can the please start celebrating a wee bit more in front of g block because everyone just doesn't celebrate in front of us and we're very nice people we're old but we're lovely so, okay you know, a bit more goals up against the loft in the first half Turn around the G block, give it the big one. Happy friggin' days. All right. So if I score on Saturday, I just try to go around the
1: stadium. Basically, I just do my <laughs> <block, laughs> so I I'm, I'm the V block. You know, I'm the V block as well. I'm, I'm there. So just do the free 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 bits around. All us. right.
3: All right. So D
0: D V R is it? G G R. Yeah, G R. And what's the other one? And V, v. T R. Is, I, I'm a bit worried, though, George, because if Johan's looking for you in the crowd. They might kick off and score, so I would just have a quick glance at the R block, you know, and just and just leave them to it. Do you know what I mean? Just say, yeah, whatever. You know, but actually, just blow every figure a kiss. Who cares? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, oh, yeah. that's for really, me. That's not for everyone. But listen, you know, you've been absolutely brilliant. Best of luck for the rest of the season, and I love the fact how you guys have turned it around at Rangers and you've given us a team to be so, so, so proud of. And thank you for last night and what you did for them kids was amazing, mate. It's a night I'll never forget. So thank you for that. And um please come back onto the podcast. We're gonna carry on chatting here for a little while about things yeah. coming up.
3: Get good rest, big man, and well done. No problem. Just let me know when you want me to come back and we stay in touch. Thanks for your support, guys, and uh hopefully you're gonna be there as long as you can this season to to push us as high as we can go. Oh, the promotion no worries, party
2: started. The promotion party started, mate. And thanks so much for, for everything you've done for the team. i just reiterate what Paul said. We're all honestly really proud of you and what the boys are doing. Thank you, guys.
3: Thanks a lot. I appreciate it.
2: Cheers, Johan. Take care, mate. Cheers, guys. Have a good
0: evening. Yeah. Thank you. And you, Bye. mate. See you later. Bye-bye. Right. We'll leave it. Oh, what a lovely fella. I mean, Top.
2: yeah. So, I don't think he's going to play for Northern Ireland. You. No, I, I think that was a land grab that was. Um also feels quite weird to kick Johan Barbe off of a zoom chat, doesn't it? Like it does, but I'm, I'm aware that he's had a
0: long, long journey. He had a I mean, mate, the kicks he was taking last night. I mean he's not gonna say up but oof. He would would definitely target it last night. That's all I'm
1: saying. Um, well I'm I'm assuming that we're gonna get on to it later, but the fact that it's been a Wednesday night and then a Saturday twelve thirty kickoff, that can't be good for anyone really, can it? So
0: Yeah, I mean it's a bit like the 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 fixtures, although he says get it out of the way, they haven't been caned have they, let's be honest. I mean that's a bit ridiculous after you know, two away games of like that and then a twelve thirty on Saturday as well, just seems a wee bit of a kick up the nuts, really.
2: It's weird, isn't it? I think, you know, Sky uh... Uh, um, very well positioned in West London, and they always seem to give us early kickoffs. And I think it's just because of ease for them. Like, there doesn't seem to be any thought behind the teams that are actually playing. The idea that you can play in Middlesbrough and then play an early kickoff on a Saturday is ridiculous. And if it was in the Premier League or any other league, you'd have people moaning and and kicking yeah. up a fuss.
1: Well, I know they have into it. to. Warburton was moaning, wasn't he, after the game? That was his big sort of bugbear in his interview after the game. And it is—it's just not common sense, is it? Like. I don't know, what is it? A what was the journey? Paul, five hours? For six hours?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's... it's Yeah, it's... I mean, I, I know it's only been two and a half hours on the train and I came I came back on the train because uh, I had to get out of that. I couldn't stay in that place. I was staying a minute longer. I was getting scared. <laughs> um, I didn't know what was happening. I wasn't, you know... psycho was going through my head at the point of the show and I'm like, I'm not going to know. Um, and it's two hours, but it's... I mean... Saturday was a hard game for them. Yesterday was a hard game. Saturday's going to be hard. Every game in this... Listen, we all, we've watched this division long enough. There's no easy games. There. No matter even if you win it 4-0, you're going to get kicked rotten. Mm. Um, so, yeah, definitely. I think Wilburton's got a fair point to make in that. And I just think Sky should be considered... To all teams, not just us. It's a, it's a ridiculous thing to be doing is kicking off like that and, now, as he said, he's going to spend all day with the physio tomorrow, probably, and have to get himself ready with a few of them. we we did take a few knocks last night, which worried me a wee bit. You know, you got um, I won't go into Charlie Austin thing, but I don't think he'll be playing for a couple of games. Um mm-hmm. Wallace went down and Dykes went down. So I'll be interested saying obviously Moses is out as well, but then it opens the doors for others, doesn't it? So it's a kind of a we've got that score now where people are gonna want to come in and say, you know what? So this I'm I'm to stick with in this.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of, lot of self-belief in this team, a lot of self-belief in the youngsters that we've seen come through. You know, I just think Mark Warburton, I didn't really get a chance to ask Barbe then, I wanted to, but the kind of, the mentality of him and the, and the atmosphere he brings, breeds around the football club, it seems like he's got it spot on. He's like some sort of like holistic guru father. You know, everyone just seems comfortable and there's no, it's quite a light, it feels like a kind of like, you know, a proper team atmosphere. It feels quite loving. There isn't this like, You know, there aren't any mind games being played. There aren't Mm. any um, of these, like, you know, mini Mourinho-esque tactics of freezing people out and and bringing them back in and trying to make them prove their worth. It just seems that everyone really gets on. Mm. And, you know, as you said, with a few players that might be missing this weekend. Hopefully, that kind of attitude is Mm. brought in with some of the players that we'll see. I mean, going back to the game, um, I, I didn't get to watch it last night. I was watching on Sky, as you were, Matt. Just sitting there watching jamie mackie go mad for 45 minutes in the second half mm. but the highlights i did see chrissy willock we've got to talk about chrissy willock the form he's hitting um luckily at work i know quite a few gooners and and they're all really into their you know really into the club and they all said that at the arsenal academy um he was seen as the best willock the one with the most promise and the one with mm. the most you know the biggest prospect and obviously he, he went abroad and, and, you know, whatever career decision that was, but it didn't, didn't work out for him maybe that he thought it would. He's come back to QPR and Warperton is getting that form out of him. And I just, I'm, I'm all over it. I think he's the real, you know, he's kind of stepped up to that plate of the easy void that we've been, that we've been missing.
1: Hmm. I think you mentioned, um, George, you did a, a talk sport podcast with Charlie Austin in the five-a-side team. Yeah. And I think it might have been then when he mentioned uh, how this is going to be Chris Willop's year. And um it's really coming in. And actually, as you mentioned, you went to Benfica, might have had a bit of a chat with an old an ex-player of ours, and he's starting to throw out some of those uh sort of those star moves, isn't he? And he, I think when we went to the Millwall game, whenever he got on the ball, you just felt as though something was going to happen. Like you you usually that happens with Chair, I think. Whenever Chair gets on the ball, he usually goes straight for it. And that's quite similar with Willock now. So having both of those players on the on the uh on the team sheet with Dykes up front, uh, it's just exciting football. And I think that's what, that's what we want as QPR fans. Like we, we love the resilience and we love the character. That's the main thing. But to have a bit of flair, and he's showing the flair, and he's got an assist again last. That was a brilliant assist, by the way, to Linda Dykes, that little chip pass. Oh. Um, and he can, finish, he can finish. He scored two and two now. He can finish, can't he? So I think he's going to have, as Charlie Austin said, he's gonna have, it's going to be his year. And I think that we well touch words. We'll be seeing him in the uh, team of the season, come the end of the season. So, yeah,
0: you made a, you made a pretty good point though, because the actual play with Johansson, Willock and Sure is is joyful. You know, we mm-hmm. haven't had that for a lo- for a long time. And then Don Ball does his bit, and everything. Everyone everyone is so well drilled. Mm-hmm. And I mean, last night when they scored, it, they were raging. Do you know what I mean? There was listen we've we've supported this club long enough and and seen some people who heads go down they look at the floor they look at the, each other they blame each other last night it was like right lads come on Well, it was a penalty or not I mean it didn't look a penalty to me but then I've seen it on TV and I thought okay sometimes they're given, sometimes they're not and it's one of them mm-hmm. ones you know don't give the referee the option um, but you give it and but they were raging and I love seeing that I love that fight like mm-hmm. It's almost like we've got, some, we've got something to protect it. Almost, and I dare to say it, and I'm not going to say it, but I am going to say it. Complete <laughs> contradiction, and I don't care. Almost like Warnock at Derby and Leicester, them sides. You mm-hmm. know that we're not frigging losing this game. Bollocks to it, we're going
2: for it. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, 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 I'm, fully, I'm fully with you. The belief just seems, you know, as, I, as, as we said to Johan, I was sitting there, you know, listening and waiting for Mackie's little moans and groans in the background. And every time I heard him make a little yelp, I knew it was going to be a QPR goal or like a, you know, um, even though we went behind and then it was ten men, I felt like something was coming. I just there's a, I've just got belief in this side and I you know, I thought we played some good football over the years and had some kind of a few little mercurial talents, but no, you know, collective yeah. belief. And, you know, for someone like last year, right? The impact that Charlie had um come in and you heard Johan talking about it then. He's been missing, you know, you know. obviously, just hasn't been in the team for the last few games, and you know, another another player that stepped up to play last that back end of last season, and and actually, I'm really glad he had a, a didn't have a great Euros, not a lot of great Euros, but didn't you know, set it alight because he stayed with us. Is Lyndon Dykes? He just looks, you know, everything cool. he's hit him with conviction, and he's he looks mm. like that proper centre forward that we missed. So, mm. I said so. I, say, sorry. Sorry. I say, having them. Um, like
1: I know when Mark Bertram was on, he's saying like don't get too busy. It's hard not to get too, if you know what I mean. Like you, I, I feel as though this team are actually going to bring something big this season, um, and I think it also shows as well because I know there was a point last season around Christmas time where it was quite a few of the QPR fans, a little bit myself included, probably wasn't too sure in Warburton. I know went yeah. for a bit. It was just around Christmas, um, but actually. Fair play to Anit and Les for, 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 st- for sticking with him because actually this is his team now. There's not a lot mm. of players that he hasn't brought into this team. Um, like your Don Bulls and your Johan Barbays, and like they're his players, and actually they're now it's it's Warburton's team. Um and I think it shows that actually having a bit of patience with some managers sometimes does um can be fruitful. So fair play to Warburton, because I know he did get a bit of stick around Christmas time. Um, but yeah, fair play to the QPR board as well for for, for sticking with him because actually, he's I think the the team that he's created is uh, bringing a lot of positivity around the bush at the moment. So uh, I,
0: think, I think a lot of that, a lot of that, Matt and, and George was down to the, the fans as well. The fans didn't really want another change. They might not have been happy. Yeah. We might have been a bit annoyed at times. Like I said to you I you know, apologise about not having kept the faith and all that sort of thing and been a bit frustrated. We were frustrated. There's no two ways. We were losing stupid games that we shouldn't have been losing. Yeah, But it's almost like we knew they were better than that as well. Do you know what I mean? It was like mm-hmm. that kind of like, we aren't this bad. And I kind of think that, listen... It's just nice to have a team where you're going to Middlesbrough, where you're going to Hull or you you're going down the road or whatever, it doesn't matter where you go, if you're lucky enough to go, you know, it doesn't make you a benefit. I'm not saying by the way anyone who didn't get to them games, it's not as good as fan as anyone else who did get there. I'm not saying that. We're all lucky if we get to games. And mm-hmm. um it's just nice to go with belief. You're not gonna get tanked, you're not gonna see guys put their head down after the first goal. And also, even if we don't go up, as long as we ha we make love the show the fortress. We're giving it all away from home. You can't ask any more than that, can you, lads? I mean, this is this is what it's all about.
1: Just being back in the ground is fantastic at the moment. And actually being for these games. Like I I always thought like coming up to how how would I feel if QPR lose when when we're there? Because obviously before it's all depressing, dark, and but actually if we lose, as long as we show a bit of fight, but we still lose one nil, just to be in the ground is is a plus point for me. And to go to the the pub before the game and the pub after game and meet people and chat to people. And um, that's for me at the moment, three games or four, was it four games into the season with the late Lorien game? That's the main yeah. thing for me, just being in the grounds.
2: I, I think there's, there's everything, right? Everything around the club, as you, as you said, Matt, the, the board, um, the manager, the fans, I feel like the culture of the club is changing slightly. I felt mm. like there was a massive hangover from the embarrassment we had of going up to the Prem and spending Mm. up that Borussia Dortmund stat, that we had a higher wage bill than them and they were in the Mm. Champions League final. And all of that, there was a kind of pessimism and a bit of a dark cloud hanging over us even when that went. You know, I felt like there wasn't that same belief that I attributed to the club with, you know, the teams of you know, um, Ainsworth and Bertram and going up and that collective spirit. And then with Warnock and and that team that we had, there was just a belief there and an atmosphere at Loftus Road. And that kind of went. I feel like that's all coming back with a change in, as you spoke about with the board, you know, sticking with a manager, believing in him, um, signing players that aren't on ridiculous wages or or from, you know, like, uh, sign it you know spent special money, real big money on on kind of luxury players, bringing players through the youth academy. It just feels like we've had a complete overhaul of of our identity of a club, and mm-hmm. I think that is represented in the fans and the way we're feeling and the way we're kind of you know getting Loftus Road rocking again. I know I know we've mm-hmm. all been out of state for a bit, so mm-hmm. we're naturally going to come back with a bit of that kind of fight and that you know uh, a bit more belief. But it, I just I don't know. It feels like it's a different feeling again. It feels like the old QPR that. I was a teenager and that I was supporting of, of you know, 10, 15 years ago.
1: There's a real connection, I feel, George. Uh, I, know,
2: I think another thing as
1: well, because that, that was my, my period when I was growing up with your Birchams, your Rowlands, your Ainsworths. Um, okay. I was a big fan of uh, Big Dano, Big Danny shit too. He was my, my hero, <laughs> oh, that bloke. But also having having fans as players, I think is massive. I know we've got Albert, who um, created some... Pretty iconic scenes at Leonora in the other week, oh, that's yeah. but that just just being there for that and then seeing it in videos after the game on Sky Sports, it just brings happiness to the club, doesn't it? The passion's back. Like I, I remember when Bertram dyed his hair because he was a QPR fan. That's the sort of thing that QPR fans love. We love our own supporters being the players as well. So there's just a bit of everything, as you said, George. It is the the fans being back? The fact we're playing resilient, characterful, um, just joyful football to watch. Um, the fact we've got people like Austin back, who's a past hero, who's back at the club now. It's just a bit of everything. And I, I, as I said, I went to the late Orient game and that was unbelievable. Like just for, for 2,000, I think it was about 2,000 fans to pack one whole end of that. I think it was about half and half, to be honest, with QPR and late Orient Everybody. fans. I don't know that, but it's just unbelievable to be back. And um, yeah, no, I think it's it's just happy days at the moment. Long may it continue.
0: Yeah, I I think I think I seen you, already, didn't I, Matt? But I wasn't sure if it was you or not.
1: I wasn't sure because, like, yeah, mate,
0: sorry about that. Because I wasn't sure. I thought if it's not him, I'm gonna look like such a dick going over there and having a whole yarn about having a long long conversation with you and Dad.
1: That was the anniversary, so she got the joys of of in Orient, on our, uh, on our wedding anniversary. Lucky woman, that's all I'm saying. Lucky woman. You know that's how to
0: spoil her, don't you, big uh, man? No. You really do. I uh,
1: know. Uh,
0: it's, it's a good job. I did leave you on because she and probably turned around at some point and said, Band enough going to football without some mad Irish man having a flipping yap away <laughs> at me. Like, you know, Who the hell was that, gobshade? Like You know what well, I mean? So, I went off from the, uh, from the pub, for the crown and scepter. Uh, but you see, the trouble is, it's, it's, I'm, I don't you two, like, I don't recognise anyone. I'm shocking. It's like, I can have conversations with my family members I don't have a clue who they are half the time. I keep thinking <laughs> of me was a burglar. You know, it's just, it, I'm just shy. And, but, and that, do you know what's, I'll, I'll go on to this. And as a wee bit of a thing last night. It was It was nice because I went up in my home and, you know, a lot of teams do this, I'm sure. But I fell in with, like, some of the Mangars and the Irish lads that came over and stuff and Noel from, from Meath and that there. And just in a pub drinking with them, And it's just brilliant. You're never alone at Rages, are you? You're always going to meet someone you know. You're always going to have a chat with someone you know. And nine out of ten times, you'll fall into a pub with them as well, if they're staying there, or whatever. And I just think we are so bloody unique, aren't we, as a London club, do we like that?
2: Yeah, I think so. And, and I, I think it's like, I remember seeing people tweet about it, Um, you know, tweets going viral, just other fans talking about that kind of general um stadium experience, right? The stuff that we've all been missing for the last year and a half. You know, I found it really... I'm a big football fan. I work in football. I found it really hard to to watch a lot of the games. It's not just QPR, but, you know, just the relentless amount of just kind of sanitized training matches is what it felt like. Um, But the little things like, you know, I've sat in the same seat for 15 years um, in the R block. And there's loads of guys around me that I've known and have watched me from a child to now like an adult and, you know, watch me grow up. But also it's like the kind of subtle things of like the people that I've never really spoke to, but. Nodded to and said hello to every game, and the weird little connections that you have that don't really need to be. I don't know, it's, it's, it's like an unexplainable feeling of like feeling like you're coming home and having these little, little tiny interactions. And you know, they've seen me grow up and I've seen them turn into old men, or you know, whatever the kind of difference is. And those are things I miss, and match day and and those little intricacies. And you know, I know because you guys obviously gone to a few games, I cannot wait for Saturday. I literally cannot wait. I can't I mean I wish it was a three o'clock. Twelve thirty is a bit of a pain because you just you get that you get the whole day experience, I think, with a three o'clock, don't you? It's like it's a beautiful setup. But so you,
0: look, with your luck, bit with your luck, right? Make <laughs> sure that outside the house everything's nice and flat. There's nothing to trip over. <laughs> um,
3: you,
0: you, you, if you don't run for the tube, just let it go. You know well, just, I hate to say it's this very as well.
2: I've got um not very well timed, but I've got a bit of a big Friday on Friday, so in, I mean, I need I need some real kind of you know yoan style um, self discipline. <laughs> I shouldn't be going out to eat. I shouldn't be enjoying myself. Tomorrow is re- really when I should be tucked up in bed at eleven o'clock. But I'm gonna have to try and you know this. I need a resounding. Are you good on the piss? Is what you're saying, George? Oh yeah, I'm I'm on the piss big time. You know, I'll be honest. You know, I don't know how I've kept a career and 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 had the <laughs> uh, so I'm kind of seasoned. I'm I'm ready for it, but you know, I need I need this to be an experience. You know, first game back, I, I cannot wait. And I know this might lead us on nicely. And nice to hear that your dog's making another appearance. Um, uh, it's unbelievable.
0: Every friggin' week, he's just I don't know who he's talking about this week. It could be skilly or anyone. I don't know. He's he's, he's got his own opinions.
2: Yeah, uh, Barnsley, can we not? Can see five, please. Uh-huh. <laughs> they're
0: a bit of a different
2: beast, aren't
0: they? They right. you know, are. And, and, and they're not the same team they were last season, are they?
1: Let's be honest. But who knows? Well, they're, they're off a loss to um, Luton. They lost to Luton the other day, didn't they? So yeah. I reckon they'd be either wounded or be up for it. I'm hoping the former, obviously. But yeah, it's, it's not going to be as difficult as their. I can't remember the name of their, old, their ex-manager. Who's the West Brom manager? English Yeah, so it's not it's not his team anymore, is it? So, no. fingers crossed. Fingers crossed.
2: Yeah, and it's. Um, I was trying to do a little bit of research before I came on. I basically just typed in Barnsley FC into Google, and it came up and said there's we've got three injuries to worry about this weekend. So look, oh, you know, good. I don't want to be a QPR fan and be optimistic because it, you know. Being on Sky as well, what is it about playing on Sky? There's some weird, like, curse on us. There's a hex on us. As soon as them cameras turn up, something happens in that ground. Um, Mm. It fills me with dread, to be honest, playing in front of the cameras.
0: What, what, What did they used to do years ago? They used to see being old and practically heading towards pension age. Managers used to go and piss in certain areas of the ground, didn't they, to kind of break these spells things. I think Bobby Gould might have done it in range, I'm not sure, I might have just made that up, I don't know. No, so, there, is, m-
2: there is a story of that, and I can't remember who it is, because we've done it for work, and I'm trying to wreck my brain. i tell you what, we're on a laptop, you keep talking, Paul, let me go to search mode.
0: Uh, no one's ever said that to me before, keep talking, can you imagine if that ever happened, Jesus, we could hear
2: forever.
1: <laughs> well, he's doing that, Matt, I will do your R's end, I think that's fair. Okay, perfect. Um, well, I, I was going to be—I was going to mention the twelve thirty kickoff, but that's been mentioned already. But I do want to mention one person. Um, I, I think it links in with the sort of good feeling around the place, and that is um, our social. Is it Andy Watkins who's the social media guy? So he does uh, the admin cam, which I—I I enjoy watching each week. So behind the scenes access, um, and me and my dad, who I've gone with since I was little. Um, We—he was. Um, like the 500th person to buy a season ticket one year I can't what it was now Um, and we had a pass tour basically and Andy Watkins really looks after us but I think he's doing a really good job that bloke I know he mentioned on Twitter the other day that he's off on a two week break and he'll he'll be back to deadline day so I'm hoping he brings us some good luck to deadline day when he comes back Um, and I
0: think he's and Matty Webb does a good job as well. And I think, Matty, I'm not sure if Andy's QPR as well, but I think they might be.
1: Yeah. Well, as in fans? Yeah.
0: I know yeah. Matty Webb definitely
1: is. Yeah. As I was gonna say, all, all, all the stuff that's been done on sort of like the online stuff. And I, I think that, yeah, it's especially for someone, I'm, I'm on Twitter quite a bit and I enjoy looking through sort of the QPR bits. And yeah, no, I, I enjoy what, what he's doing on there. So yeah, keep it up, Andy, and enjoy your two-week break as well.
0: Yeah. If you want to I can only go go on, on go George, on. have you found it? Well, George has gone into a bit of a dialect. Um, I have found it. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, uh, Barry
2: Fry. I'm back. I'm back. Can you hear me? You're back now, you're back in the room. Go on. Okay. Uh it was Barry Fry who was uh uh in um, the oh director, yeah, but didn't uh, some of keep you Didn't some of keep R do it though? Oh god, oh, yeah, the real loophole in my Google search here. I mean,
0: to be like, fair, we've got so many booby teams and booby grounds. We're pissing for Ireland, like,
2: but uh, you know,
0: <laughs> but it, it'll be like everywhere. Oh god, the City Ground, not the City Ground again, right? Everyone, on, each corner, let's do every corner of this pitch and make sure we don't miss anything. Um, okay, well I'll do. I'll. 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 I'll do my eyes end quite quickly, which is. A bit of a serious one for me, which I don't like doing, but, you know, you have to. I think um, in all this week's news and everything that's going on in the world, I think it's fair to say thank you to all the guys and women who were in the armed services who served in Afghanistan mm. all them years ago and lost people. I know a few QPR fans passed out there and stuff. And, you know, while things may be going on, you know, everyone does appreciate what they did and, and um, it's not their fault what's going on in any way, and I just want them to know we're thinking of them. Well, George. George,
2: and I concur with you there, mate, I massively agree. Um, my R's end, I might, I might also add to the kind of sombre note, Um but uh, this is the first year um that I, out of, um I suppose being now an adult, I had to pay for mine and my spare season ticket. I've always had a little bit of help. I've paid for mine, but always, Uh, Had a bit of help with my spare ticket because um, it was my dad's ticket. And that's obviously who I went to QPR with all my life. And he passed away five years ago. Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's it's a massive part of why I follow the club. And it's a massive part of, you know, my love for the club is some of my greatest moments that I had with my dad uh, connected with the club. And that's, it's this kind of, you know, they're both intertwined. And um, this last year out is kind of, has really made me realise how much that place means to me in terms of, you know, my connection with him and my, you know, now it's been five years, it's quite a amount of time, the dust has settled a bit and um, just how much I miss him and miss those experiences. And um, with it being my first game back in the stadium for this amount of time, I just kind of want to um, pay a little bit of memory to my dad and to all the people that are around us in the R that miss him and, and you know, um, I don't know, just... return of those kind of memories for myself this weekend i I, I can't wait
0: what's your dad's name mate
2: uh darren um for anyone that knew him darren kerr he was uh, a bit of a character um might have seen him knocking about i'll be honest he had uh he used to wear an eye patch um so he was he was distinctive (laughs) to say the least but always in the r block and i think he I think he went as a kid with, uh, so my granddad was a big part of his life. Oh, my great granddad, sorry. It's a big part of his life. And he used to take him, even though they all kind of grew, grew up in East London. He used to take him every weekend. And oh, so okay. when we, I grew up in Northwest London and when we grew up around that way, um, he, uh, he obviously kind of rekindled, he always had that love, but rekindled the love properly with me. So it was kind of a weird, thing, you know, it was a very passed down thing through the generations um so yeah people listening to the pod might know him might remember him because he's a bit of a character and uh yeah i just like to pay memory to him and um and how much he would love to see this team as well
0: oh mate he's watching somewhere. don't you worry about that big man he's he's with you um it seems wrong to go on to predictions now but that's how these things <laughs> are all as you well know in um, um we have to in, come on in radio world I'm going to go last because I'm terrified because you know these things and the Rangers always bait you in the hole. As Bertram said, you know, there's always that mess up around the corner. But, um, yeah, I'm going to keep it positive. So, Matthew.
1: Uh, I'm going to go for a nice positive 3-0 win. Like it, like it. In front of the sky as well. In front like of the sky. That one. We're going to banish Don't... that. Um, yeah, banish all them past experiences and we're going to go 3-0.
0: Uh, we're doomed George <laughs>
2: <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest I'm going to go a little bit more pragmatic I'm sticking for the optimism but um I'm going to say nervy wobbly start I'm going to say we go 1-0 and I'm going to say one nil down I'm going to say 3-1 I'm going to say we bring it back and uh the loft is rocking at full time yes
0: I like it I I think we're going to win and I will take anything as always but I think you know, this side doesn't know when it's beaten. And I think the next two matches are massive for us, um, league-wise. I know Oxford's to cup and everything else, but they, they, these are massive. This, this is a, this, If we can keep this run going for as long as possible, there's always a possibility. So, yes, I'm going for 2-0 Rangers. And it'd um, be nice to have a clean sheet. I mean, it's a real shame last night because Senny made one of the best saves I've ever seen in a football match in my life, and it was offside. But flipping heck, man, that was some save.
2: Oh, listen, let's just hope Ramsdale goes nowhere. I mean, not that I think Senny will go to Sheffield United, but we need to keep hold of Senny Dieng. That is something that needs to be kept hold of. As much as we yeah. talk about Vicky and all these players, Senny Dieng, just lock him up, tie him up to, to Loftus Road, put a chain around mm. his leg, please. You know, let's, 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 let's secure him at Loftus Road. A good goal, goalkeeper,
1: my... doesn't it? Like a good goalkeeper, just yeah. brilliant confidence so yeah I'm with you George just yeah do whatever Amit Les please just whatever you can do just please keep him
0: my only thinking is w- which works I our favourite is Africa's Nations Cup I'm kind of thinking that might because he's going to be away for a while so it kind of might put people off and um, let's yeah. face it if you're not a QPR fan listen to this he's rubbish you don't want him you don't want Dickie <laughs> you don't want any players we're just bigging them up because we're bored We're yeah. um, absolutely <laughs> yeah they're shocking shocking you know Go for someone else, not Ingram or so. I don't know someone class. Um, and, but yeah, but the trouble is, I mean, I know Rangers fans on a serious. And then we will close the podcast because this is one of those podcasts we could talk all day and all night and all yeah. next week because um, I'm liking the way it's flowing. But you know, you sort of you look you look at these these players and you think if a big offer comes in, it's it's so difficult. We've seen it even with Kane and Flippin' Eck, bigger players and, and in the Champions. League. It's so hard to keep them, and we've seen it with Smithies because. The wages, even for a bench player in the Premier League, is just outstandingly massive and, and stuff like that. So, but I think if we're going to... This, this is a season I feel we keep the squad together. We can do something really special. I just my hope perfect. we keep them. Hmm. So, please yeah, don't yeah. sell them and ruin my life. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was padded enough in that place in Middlesbrough last night. I don't want anyone else to ruin it. Thank you very much.
2: <laughs> that was very you sound- now, now do me. I'll, I'll be honest, I've, I'll just quickly, I know I've named and dropped about 10 times this uh, this podcast, but I've got one last one, um, working a little bit with Trevor Sinclair, and he's been in touch with Les quite a lot, because they're obviously right. back in the day, and he said to me that Les, even Les is a bit surprised uh, uh, the, the way we, we're performing. He said, you know, like, I'm positively, positively surprised, but I quite like the fact that even our board are being pragmatic, you know, Someone behind the scenes needs to keep the keep the you know keep their head straight and go. No, we're not letting sign go. you know we're not letting anyone go. We're keep it calm behind the scenes. and Let the fans kind of get you know enjoy it. So I, I think it's all looking rosy at the moment. It seems like we've got a bit of stability.
0: And yep. that was a good point in the podcast. And also like to say, the thing I think before end, that Lazenby deserves a lot of credit because he took a lot of flack. And even on this podcast, people like myself couldn't see what was going on two seasons ago. It was all getting very strange, and you know, and he is been proven right thank god and um he stays a legend which is more important than anything um this this podcast i'm paul funny by the way i never introduced myself in this podcast but i'm Paul fully please come back and listen again um I'll be, this today was brilliant we had matt jones on who was fantastic we had george sexton kerr who's been brilliant and um thank you to darren kerr for bringing them to rangers and making them the person that he is and um, also, Johan Barber, I mean, thank you to the club for giving us him, but he was amazing. And um, I did feel guilty talking to him for so long. That's why I let him go, because he looked absolutely shattered as I thought. I know we didn't get an ask of a question we'd like, but it, giving us that much of his time was brilliant. And what a humble guy. So, listen, thanks to everyone for listening. Listen again next week, and hopefully we'll be beating Oxford and banish the game that never happens, memory. And um, thank you for listening. And come on yours this weekend, and let's do it. Keep it going. And, Sky, you're a bunch of gobshides. Thanks for listening. Cheerio.